Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone, and thanks for joining me on the screen porch. Another cold day, although the sun is shining and the snow is melting due to it, but uh, I'm still enjoying the fluff. Once again, I want to thank those that reached back about last week's episode, The Anatomy, an Array of Beautiful Bark. One listener wrote, Another beautiful column and podcast, educational and fascinating. I will never again look at a tree in quite the same way. Thank you so much for that. I find myself practicing identifying bark while walking Jolie. Like trees, we have different kinds of skin and we speak diverse languages. But the core of who we are is all the same, as is what we wish for, comfort, providing for our families, and living in peace, which is a theme of the story I'm going to share with you today, and I look forward to it. We are approaching March, and folks are thinking about their vegetable gardens. I'm excited about a new season of growth, aren't you? This year, I hope to have more attractive fencing rather than the workaround stakes and deer netting. Not so pretty, but the vegetables are. In addition to the no-till gardening technique, which I adapted thanks to my friend Patty Dole, and you can listen in on episode 28, Three Sisters and No-Till Gardening. It gives you the whole skinny on how to do it, but I just want to give you a broad stroke reminder. It's also known as no-dig gardening. It's the practice of not disturbing the soil by turning it over. And as a result, not only will plants grow better, and produce more, but they'll also be more resilient to pests and diseases, and more tolerant of periods of drought. There's another way to forego tilling and weeding, and that is using straw bales. I wrote a story about the Kearney Community Garden long ago, when I met some volunteers, and it starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. I knew little about straw bale gardening until I met Peg and Ed entrenched volunteers of the Kearney Community Garden in New Jersey, not far from Manhattan. Peg, a retired sixth grade teacher of 52 years, said she still is teaching, and now her students are gardeners from age 8 to 93. She explained that their textbook on the subject is by Joel Garston, Straw Bale Gardens, and there's a more updated version, I think from 2019, the subtitle being Complete Updated Edition, Breakthrough Method for Growing Vegetables Anywhere, Earlier, and With No Weeding. Doesn't that sound great? And it is. While a trend in urban areas, straw bale gardening also works for folks with little space, difficult rocky or heavy clay soil, and those with lousy backs or who garden in a chair. Don't confuse hay with straw, though. Beware of mislabeling, too. Hay is the entire harvested plant, including the seed heads, while straw is the plant stalk left behind after the seed heads are removed. Using hay bales will result in a chia pet sort of situation. Do you recall those commercials around the holidays? What is that catchy tune? Ch-ch-ch-chia. Anyway, if you inadvertently use hay bales, a lawn will sprout from your bale and that is not going to work because it will outcompete your vegetables. 
And be sure to use organically grown straw to be free of nasty pesticides, especially when you're growing food. The Kearney Community Garden is along the Passaic River, though the town installed hose bibs, so the river water so close to the city is not a factor. And at the time of the story, they had 62 spots with five bales each at a modest 20 bucks a season. You can see why they were quickly sold out. I email the garden folks via the Facebook page and hope to hear back for updates, but I was excited to see they are still using the straw bale technique. They are hosting an event in late March for volunteers to line up the straw bales for the community plots. They prep the bales before planting by watering fertilizer into them for about three weeks. Peg says that they use Cheap Cheap by North Country Organics, made of dehydrated poultry litter. As the name implies, Cheap Cheap, 433, which is nitrogen, phosphate, potash, is reasonably priced and approved for use in organic farming. It releases slowly and provides other essential secondary nutrients. I'll put a link in the show notes. And while their distribution is in the northeastern part of the United States, you should be able to find a comparable alternative near you. Each bale gets 16 and a half cups of the stuff. That's over 5,000 cups, over 310 bales. The bales then decompose to the point that they will support plant growth. And the continued decomposition provides nutrients throughout the growing season. It's such a cool thing when you think about it. An instant garden. We want our garden to be a bridge for all the different groups in our community, their Facebook page said. When you come, you may hear English, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, or Hindi. Regardless of the language we speak, we can all get together around food. Everyone and anyone is welcome. United is one. Imagine that. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com There are many things you can use to create raised beds. The straw bale technique is certainly nifty, and if you have evidence of lawn chemicals from your previous owner, such as a golf course-looking lawn, it is definitely best to install raised beds using chemical-free borders such as rocks or natural lumber or straw bales. Definitely don't use the pressure-treated lumber that is found in decks. Fill your raised beds with organic soil and compost. And there's grow bags, which have become a popular way to garden with raised beds instantly like the hay bales. There are raised bed kits that are made from recycled milk jugs you've probably seen that they say are perfectly safe for growing food. Recycled milk jugs are also used for those beefy Adirondack chairs that come in fun colors. I still prefer untreated cedar for growing food, which stands up for years, but I also avoid drinking out of plastic bottles. But certainly recycling them to create practical products seems prudent. You can use steel edging to make raised beds, and there's a trend to use galvanized steel troughs that farmers use to provide water for their cows, but be sure to add drainage holes. I was wondering, though, is galvanized steel safe? Epic Gardening writes that while acidic conditions can cause some zinc leaching, it will be extremely minimal, and they say that some plants actually prefer the slight zinc boost in the soil. As long as the steel is from a reliable manufacturer, there is no need to be concerned. And I take a zinc supplement, so there you go. While vegetables vary how deep their roots grow, 12 inches is a standard depth for raised beds. And you can use Core 10, a weathering steel, as a raised bed border. 
It's the same steel developed for the railroad industry, and it's used in garden art. Only the outer level rusts, which would make a strikingly rustic garden edge. Veggie gardens, especially when they are organic, are indeed a work of art. Getting back to the community gardens. Initially, as I mentioned earlier, they were popular in urban areas, but they are becoming more popular in farm countries, such as where I live here in northwest New Jersey. Digging further, I came upon an article on gardeningknowhow.com about the pros and cons of community gardening. The pros relate to the benefit of fresh food for far less money than grocery stores and knowing the origin of what you're eating. Hopefully organic if you choose to garden that way, which I hope you do. In addition, the community building aspects of rubbing shoulders with others interested in vegetable gardening. Plus, it's scientifically proven that gardening is a relaxing, stress-reducing activity that's good for your body and mind. But there's a con side to the equation. Bonnie Grant writes, There are those who want the produce for themselves and will stoop to stealing your perfect tomato or big bountiful peonies in the night. Theft of tools is also common, as is vandalism. And not everyone is going to agree to the same rules, which can lead to arguments or even physical confrontations. But let's not let a few bad apples ruin our joy. And those are my words. Bonnie ended her story with, There are many pros of having a community garden that far outweigh any cons. So what are you waiting for? Join your local community garden today. When I was reading Bonnie's article, it made me think about rules and how we have these laws and regulations that we must follow to live in our society, which isn't a bad thing, I suppose. But if we live by our true nature of kindness and concern for the well-being of all, including nature, there wouldn't be a need for rules. And while they exist, we can choose to live by our heart rules. Collectively, if we do that, then rules will become less relevant, maybe someday irrelevant. Imagine that. It makes me think of the song Imagine by John Lennon. The chorus? You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will be as one. What a beautiful chorus. So thank you so much for visiting with me each week on the screen porch. I hope you are enjoying it as much as I am. I absolutely love hearing from you. So please keep those emails coming at askmarystone at gmail.com or you can respond in the column post. And there is a link in the show notes. I hope you share the column with a friend or two so more can join us as well. It means so much. Have a great day. See you next time. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.